0: Welcome to BingeWorthy, a podcast dedicated to telling you which of these many dozens of streaming shows that are being thrown at you each week and month are worth your time and attention. Hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and I get to talk to you about one of my absolute favorite shows of 2023, one that I feel needs more props, which is Netflix's The Fall of the House of Usher which is the last of the Mike Flanagan Netflix collaborations. Those include The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and more. The show follows two wealthy siblings whose family dynasty begins to wash away as their heirs start to meet horrifying ends. The series can be streamed in its entirety on Netflix and stars Bruce Greenwood, Carla Gugino, Mary McDonnell, Henry Thomas, Rahul Kohli, Zach Guilford, and more. Joining me to discuss the series is actress Carla Gugino, who earned her first Critics Choice Award nomination for her role as Verna in the show. You may know Carla from Mike Flanagan's other Netflix series that I just mentioned, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, San Andreas. Rhodey's another underrated gem. Sin City, even Son-in-Law, that's one of my personal favorites. But as far as the show goes, I've really enjoyed and savored all of Mike Flanagan's Netflix miniseries. I think he's extremely underrated as a director, as a writer, so I'm happy to see more award noms come to his projects, even if he didn't necessarily get recognized himself. But honestly, The Fall of the House of Usher might be my favorite of all of the work he's done for Netflix. I've really enjoyed the others, but he balances so many things in this one. Uh, There are so many references and Easter eggs to dig into of all of these Edgar Allan Poe stories that come together in a modern, singular kind of story. And not to mention how great his cast is here. Bruce Greenwood jumped in very late uh, to replace Frank Langella in the process and absolutely knocks out his role as Roderick Usher. And all of his kids are fantastic. Mary McDonnell is so good. And then there's our guest today, Carla Gugino, who takes a mysterious role in the series and imbues it with such great humanity and little moments that I can certainly see why she's being nominated. And we have a great chat about the role, the great director she's worked with time and time again, including Mr. Flanagan, uh, her movie, Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, I was apparently the first uh, writer, critic, reporter, whatever you want to say, to talk to her about it. Um, that's the upcoming film she has coming out uh, around Valentine's Day. Uh, Diablo Cody wrote it. It's, it's really, really charming. But we talk about that. We talk about son-in-law because, you know, why not? Uh, and much more. But before we get to my chat with the wonderful Miss Gugino, I've got to tell you that Bingeworthy is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, The Discourse, Deep Focus, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Follow, subscribe, drop us a rating, any of those as we greatly appreciate it. Or just head on over to theplaylist.net for film and TV news, interviews, reviews, and more. As a reminder to our listeners, The Fall of the House of Usher is currently streaming on Netflix in its entirety. Okay, here's my chat with the wonderful and talented Carla Gugino. All right. Well, now that I'm able to record, I might as well just say, you know, how excited I am to speak with you because I'm a longtime fan, especially with these Mike Flanagan collaborations in recent years. They've been like knocking them out of the park one by one by one. The fall of the House of Usher might be my favorite one of all of them. So I I guess congrats on another excellent performance in an excellent series. It's insane how many great ones you guys have had together.
1: Thank you so much. I I feel so... um... I'm so appreciative of that. And I I do, I feel such a, it's such a joy to be able to collaborate with Mike. It really is.
0: Yeah. You've had a lot of good collaborators over the years, but like, this is your, f- I think, fifth or sixth collaboration with Mr. Um, Flanagan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We did Gerald's Game and then right. and Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, midnight and Mass. Yeah. Midnight. But I I actually just did a voice in Midnight Mass. Yes. It still um, counts. And, <laughs> but yes, indeed, indeed. Um, No, and I'm always so, I love that he, he, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out for me to be on camera, um, I'm, I'm there in some capacity. So I, I so appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it, it's true. I, I have, um, I, I, I realized that I guess I must, I didn't set out for that, but I I have filmmakers that I have collaborated with, you know, obviously Sebastian Gutierrez, um, mm-hmm. and, but Robert Rodriguez or Zack Snyder, there's, there's, you know, people who I've worked with uh, multiple times and, um, there is something really wonderful about that. Uh, because all of those people also are filmmakers who understand the transformational nature of acting so um mm. opportunity to play many different things many different characters um within such a creatively um a creatively safe environment which allows for risk so you know mm. that's exciting
0: yeah. I mean, all those filmmakers you mentioned, they all bring you back, you know, time after time, which speaks to obviously your talent, your work ethic. What do you kind of attribute that to? Do you just attribute it to, you know, like I'm a professional and I, I, I get along great with these people or do you maintain relationships with them outside of these things?
1: Well, Sebastian Gutierrez and I, yes, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, but but um, but uh, but no. I it's, the truth is that I I I um I as human beings I I genuinely um just love those people, mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah I you know I think it's that really the passion of my life is is acting and I love it so much and you know I've done it since I was so young and and I a set is where I feel incredibly at home and um and I think that when you know. I've always been an interpreter and maybe there'll be a day where I'll have a story that I feel like only I can tell and I'll need to direct it. Um, But, you know, uh, I don't have that really. My my joy is when I um, can find, you know, have be able to serve someone's vision. And 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 for me, the part of that is finding filmmakers who uh, want for collaboration, who have a very strong vision. But mostly, you know, usually when people are uh, controlling um, on a set, it's because they're actually insecure. And most mm. sort of auteurs, who um, you know, in the case of, I mean, Mike Flanagan, obviously, you know, writes and directs. In this case, Michael Mignani, who's such a fellow storyteller with him, directed half of the episodes, and that was so wonderful and fun too, because we've worked together so many times. But you know, Mike has is so clear on what he wants to do, and um, and then, but allow therefore allows this wonderful freedom within that to build something together and i think that that's the the thing that i love i I, i'm i love building being the the earlier i can start building it with the filmmaker and the the
0: director the the happier i am so with mike flanagan in particular here since we're talking about yeah uh, house usher what do you think makes you two click so well because everything you do together is is really really great it was it instant on gerald's game or did you guys kind of know each other prior to that
1: It was completely instant on Gerald's game because we did not know each other at all. And in fact, someone else was going to be doing that role who then couldn't do it. And so I my first conversation with Mike was on a Zoom when he was in Alabama in the forest scouting for um, it. And it was two weeks to the day that we began filming from that first conversation. So it was a crazy thing to jump into that last minute um because obviously you can imagine with that role being you know chained to a bed handcuffed, yeah. um yeah um for that amount of, it was going to either be something really interesting or possibly the end of my career <laughs> um you know i um i really had to have a filmmaker that i trusted and so but truly from that first phone call he, i spoke to him and within 20 minutes i was like I want to help this person bring this vision to the screen. Um, I, I, you know, I I will not be able to do any kind of preparation that I would normally be doing for this. Um, this is going to be, you know, a totally different kind of challenge, which also always excites me. And let's jump in. And I don't know, you know, I, I think that it's hard to ever put your your finger on why you click with people probably just sure. in life in general but also in create creatively um but i do think that for whatever reasons um you know I, I just i think we both also have such great respect for what the other does and what each of us do are are different is so different and comes together really well so um yeah it's just it was but it was it was an immediate click and i got to set and and never regretted my decision for a second you know even though it was an incredibly challenging shoot and uh, very short fast um and uh you know sort of down and dirty in, in the best ways but um
0: came it was, out great though
1: yeah i mean i love the movie so much and yeah and um and and that was also where you know bruce and i met so that was yep. also you know another person i love collaborating with so much
0: yeah. So when Mike reaches out like n- n- now or, or like maybe the last couple of projects and says, hey, I got another role for you. Is it always just like instantly? Yes. Or do you need as much information as possible on like what's coming?
1: It's pretty much instantly. Yes. And then I always because I'm a Virgo and <laughs> I always want all the information I can possibly get about anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, but but for example, with this, you know, he um, I think it was probably a, a year or so before um the fall of the house of usher came to fruition maybe even more and um and he just said i i'm, I'm going to do a uh edgar Allan poe inspired show the fall of the house of usher and i would love you to play the raven would that be yeah. interesting to you? and you know the answer was yes immediately uh and then it was a long time before i had any more details about it but you know i i was ex- just in
0: right away it took me far too long to realize Verna was Raven, just like an, an anagram for it, and <laughs> I feel so stupid that it took me like till the last episode to realize it. You know um, what? You
1: you should not feel stupid. Um, I will say that because I had no context for that either. That when I first I was reading the scripts one by one, and when I first saw the name Verna, anyway, I, I it it took me uh, uh, till the end of that first. I was oh, <laughs> like, there was a moment. It didn't hit me right <laughs> away. No, so I understand. <laughs>
0: Uh, So I imagine those conversations about like what she is and represents could have gone and down a lot of rabbit holes. Like, did you have a lot of deep conversations leading up or did you just kind of go off the script?
1: Well, that's what's interesting. You know, Uh, Mike is always available to have conversations. Mm. um, And uh, and yet I think he is so specific in his writing that um, for me, it's it's always just about you know, for me, most of it kind of sings in a way that I understand. And then um, if there's something that I wonder if we might explore more or slightly differently, then we can, then we'll have a conversation about that and he'll build on that. And, and we sort of take it back and forth with each other there in this particular case, you know, a couple of things that were really important to me that were. There was an element of it in the script, but I felt like it was really important that we get specific and 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 sort of explore it as much as we could um within the context of the scenes is that is that Verna remain extremely curious because um there would have been a version of her where she's been there she's done that she's you know has a a certain kind of judgment or expectation of human beings and it would have been a bit of a feta complete and I think that it mm-hmm. it would first have been not as fun to play, but also um, it would have just felt like in order to keep the mystery going and keep people engaged, because we are seeing each death scene, you know, every time She, I think, does have a belief in humanity and she does hope maybe it's only 2% of the time that a person will actually, in the end of their day, with a a real moment of choice, change their ways. It may be very rare, but I think she's always waiting for it to happen. And um, so that was something that sort of the idea that these conversations with these people that she's having are the most honest conversations that they will ever have there is a sense of freedom in that. So she's offering them, she has to, they have to die because that's part of the deal. And she's executing the deal. You know, she's also an employee to some extent, extent doing her job. Um, But she is giving them a, you know, if you, if you look at something like karma or, you know, these Mm -hmm. kind of themes, she's
0: giving them a chance to maybe see the truth for the first time before they go. Right. She's certainly not what some people have called her like an antagonist I wouldn't say that because she yeah. she, yeah, yeah, she has, she is playful with it and like <laughs> has fun with it. But there are some moments like that one with Lenore, which yeah. is such a beautiful scene. Uh, She's so wonderful I mean, in that scene. Yeah, yeah, there's such emotion there, and and obviously she she says right out, "I don't enjoy this." Yeah,
1: know? Michael Fiumeary was directing that episode. That was a really um, Interesting moment, I think, because for me, that scene in the script, I I really, I wept. I mean, I I really found Mm -hmm. that to be So I think also because of the notion of what we, what carries down, what is generational, you know, I think with Haunting of Hill House, obviously Mike was exploring generational trauma and, and in this, there's a sense of that in regards to, you know, the Usher family and what they have created and what they have done to the world. And, you know, when we see the scene with Vernon and Roderick, when the bodies are dropping, you know, you really Mm -hmm. see that. And I think that it what touched me so much about this scene, not only a young woman dying, but but the the idea that you can also have these incredibly positive ramifications that will be for generations to come as well. And so I thought it was so again, back to Mike's nature of an ultimate belief in humanity that, you know, he wrote this scene that was so uh, much about making sure Lenore went before she went, she knew what kind of positive impact she would have and that each of our lives just by living our lives the best we can we will have that we can have that kind of impact on the world so um thematically it was just so moving to me as well and yet the you know the the you know the sort of challenge with verna is that if i felt it too much it wouldn't allow the audience to feel it as much so Mm -mm. you know i um it was a scene that that i felt was about giving her Lenore, uh, a soft landing pad, so to speak, Um, and uh, so it was very interesting scene to play for those Mm -hmm. reasons. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then obviously, like you said, you got to work again with Bruce Greenwood, um, who who ended up coming on. I think he he ended up like coming on really late, like Frank Langella was shooting, and then you know he had to replace him. So did that affect things for you? Did you have to? reshoot a lot of things with bruce or did Um, they kind of find a way to to utilize it
1: no it was um yeah what's funny is we were laughing about it because i think he had about the exact same amount of time as i did on gerald's game Mm -hmm. because he had been attached to gerald's game before me and so it was just really funny that we sort of had this flip situation um uh but it did no we 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 reshot a lot um virtually everything with him um and uh and it did affect me absolutely um uh because obviously different actors are so profoundly different energetically um i think it was probably even more of that for um different uh, actors who had because they had so much familial relationship and in a Mm -hmm. way um verna already is you know she is the raven perched on the branch in a way and so there's this kind of um you know, non moralistic, you know, she's she's um, engaged, but has a, a bird's eye view on things. So in a way, because of the character that I was playing, it was she's so fluid, you know, she comes Mm -hmm. in and out like smoke. Like that was always the, there should never be a, a radical entrance or exit. It's sort of like she's there and then she's not there. And in a way, all of those elements actually made it so that anything that changed, even on set, I found in general, I found it so interesting to play this character because she really, you know, isn't engaged in life in the same way that most characters you play are and it allowed for me to be to have a sort of equanimity that was really interesting and not necessarily my nature so it was cool
0: and obviously it worked for you. It yeah. earned your first Critics' Choice nomination. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, I really a lot it. of us are are probably saying about fucking time, but you know, how does well. it feel for you at this point in your career?
1: <laughs> um, well, I so, so appreciate that uh, sentiment, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I, I was realizing, and you know, it, it does, I, I I think at this point, since everybody knows anybody, everybody's age anyway, it doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, in a, in about a year, it'll have been about 40 years that I've been doing this. So, Wow. It's a long time. It's my whole life, pretty much, and uh, so it's really wonderful. It's it's um something that I think you know. I think when you start out young, as young as I did, as an early teenager, I was you know I was so um you think about all those things. You want to be awarded. You want you know all all of the all the things, those dreams that you kind of have. And I think over time, um for me, it it has. The focus has always been the work and the work is what feeds me ultimately um and so that stuff ends up sort of being f- just a secondary thing but i i will say that um being acknowledged in that way is much more fun than not being acknowledged in that way <laughs> <laughs> sure. so so i'll take it um yeah. and uh and i'm so appreciative you know i think so often you know i also just feel like i really do want us to stop having this, I, I, we've made so much progress, but I still feel like there's this thing about, well, this genre shouldn't be awarded or this genre is considered that. And I do find that at this point to be such an outdated statement. And yet I think it really does affect, I think, you know, I I'm shocked that Mike Flanagan has not been um, nominated for his shows and his director and his right. You know what I mean? It really is, you know, he's doing work that is uh, of such a high caliber and, and, um, and so I, I do feel that, that these shows on performance levels and and certainly for him are are things that I, I wish had been able to. I was so happy that Hamish Link later got um a critic's choice nomination for Midnight Mass, in which he was so extraordinary and mm-hmm. you know, um so and I feel obviously like Ryan Murphy, there's certain places in which that that world has been able to be opened up. But yeah, it really so um so for all those reasons, I feel just as one of the nominees including mary mcdonald and willa fitzgerald who are so brilliant in the show that you know if we can help to um, allow that just stigma that i thought was broken but i think isn't yet to be Mm -hmm. that would be great
0: speaking of you know mike flanagan's projects and genre projects i know he's been jumping over to amazon and developing a bunch of things have you talked to him about like the dark tower or anything
1: there has been conversation about the dark tower but i don't have (laughs) any Any, any, any intel I could share other than that, I, I so hope that it all comes together. And and I know that that's something he's incredibly passionate about.
0: Yeah, I think he could do a great job with
1: it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I do think he is just uh, as a, in terms of a Stephen King um you know, <laughs> you can tell he's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and yet and yet he also he has such a strong voice of his own that somehow this beautiful, you know, Gerald's game was so true to the book, even to the point where the end, you know, which I think is actually imperative. there were, That was really things that pe- part of it that people really responded to or didn't. And Mike was so clear about, well, that's that's what it is, though, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and and yet I thought he did it so seamlessly. So, I, I yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I also uh caught Lisa Frankenstein this weekend. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, which super fun, super unique. You obviously got to have a ton of fun with that one. Just costumes alone, I imagine yeah. going back yes. to the 80s and wearing all that yes. stuff. Uh Yeah,
1: that that is a it's a it's a it's a just wild and crazy movie um i uh, i again you know I, I really wanted to support zelda um as a filmmaker because i think she's really t- just talented and this was her first feature and we didn't know each other before um but when i spoke to her um again i i you know for me to go in and just play uh, i very rarely get the opportunity to play just an outright comedic role um and so that was fun and uh and I'm a big fan of Diablo Cody's so that was for all those reasons um it was fun to be a part of and and I think Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse really really so fun in it and so yeah it's 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 a it's it's got those elements I think that you probably recall too of like sort of the flip of weird science and then of course <laughs> of course with some some uh you know tim burton homages edward scissorhands and such thrown definitely.
0: in there um, so there's a little uh, heathers in there too it's got some definitely bite to a, it
1: yeah absolutely there's definitely a little heathers and i think i think as a twisted valentines movie um, <laughs> yeah people will have a lot of fun
0: <laughs> i agree it's got like instant cult classic written all over it i really think mm-hmm. people are going to love that one
1: very um, cool. I'm so glad to hear you say that, Mike. Because actually, I've I, I think you're the first journalist I've spoken to who's actually seen the film. So oh, that's nice.
0: yeah. Well, hopefully that's okay with you know whoever you know is is promoting it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm
1: sure it is. I'm sure they. I'm sure they want you to see it. I just think okay. people hadn't had a chance yet.
0: Sure. Uh, are you are you still doing a heads of state with Ilya? I, I, I,
1: we finished filming. Um, they they actually I'm not sure I finished filming right before the strike. They mm. had to, they had about three weeks left of filming. Um, and I'm presuming that they have done those three weeks by now. But yes, we were almost done. And I did finish then.
0: So obviously he's a big action dude. What can like the, the cast is insane. It's you, John Cena, Idris right. Jack Quaid. It's just yeah. Nuts. What can you do? Um,
1: Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, it's really. It's, um it's a wild and great cast. And, uh, and Ilya, I, I, um it's such a weird world we have now, right? Because you're meeting people over Zoom, and then you don't actually meet them till you're on set half the time. And, and in that case, that was the case, because Ilya was in Europe. And yeah, I, I get I, it was really something that I love. I'm, I'm, just a huge Idris Elba fan and um, and I thought the script was really funny. The action, obviously, Ilya's just fantastic. So there's going to be amazing action sequences in it. Um, And it actually has something really important to say, uh, which is, um, you know, just just about the fact that we have a very small planet. And if we don't work together, we're all screwed, (laughs) to put it in a not very eloquent way, but true. So um, So I really, I sort of love what he, what he had to say about it. So um, yeah, I had a great time filming it. Um, I love everybody involved and I think it will be a really entertaining movie. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, and then I had filmed before that um, the girls on the bus, which is a show that I did for max yeah which which is called max now i'm just getting used to that um <laughs> <You> but, <know. laughs> uh, but, but, but but and then now we've just found out that that's coming out i i did a, a ton of work right before the strike and then it sort of felt like everything was you know and then now it's all kind of coming out around the same the same time
0: well good we're not gonna you know have to to miss you at all we'll keep getting more <laughs> carla
1: i hope i hope we get to talk soon again
0: yeah exactly <laughs> One more thing and then I'll cut you loose. Yeah. I had all these things noted down, like mention this, mention this, but but you know, I, I grew up on son-in-law. So mm, <laughs> it's wow. just one of those things where it's like, if I don't mention how much I love son-in-law and uh both your performance and Polly in it, I just wanted to, you know, see if 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 you hear that a lot and what that, you know, kind of brings up in yeah. your memory.
1: Um, I do hear that a lot. Um yeah. people love that movie still. It's sort of that and then Troop Beverly Hills, which I did when I was even mm-hmm. younger. Or girls like it's it, it, those two are really, you know, I had a fantastic time on that movie. Um, uh, it was it was such a moment for Polly in the world at that time. And um, and he was so on fire and so funny. And and we really just hit it off right away. And um, and uh, again, you know, I sort of came into this business um, because I saw Sophie's Choice in Silkwood um, when I was 13, all in the same year and just thought that'll change you yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, give empathy, because I learned about these two women that I wouldn't have under, I I believed them to be who they were. Of course, it's, you know, one of our greatest actresses of all time. But, (laughs) um, but uh, so therefore, when something like the son-in-law came my way, I was like, I'm a serious actress, you know, and um and and then I, I of course, proceeded to do it and have the best time ever and realize, oh, wait, why do I need to limit myself in any way? I want to do it all. And and that was why I also then incorporated theater and, in, you know, later. So um I had a great time and I'm so glad that you love it. And I'm so glad it's it's endured. You know, it really it's something that um I don't know why that movie just does tap into something. And that's the part of what we do that's so fun, which is, you know people think of our, our profession as being very public. But the truth is, the the process is extremely private. You know, you're with the same group of people every day for a period of time creating something, and then you put it out into the world. And you have no idea how it will be taken or, you know, and, and, and whether it will resonate or not. And, and it's I, I love that it did, you know, I I really do. It makes me so
0: happy. So thank you. Either way, I, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I've taken up way too much of it, but the fall of the House of Usher is fantastic and our listeners can stream it entirely on Netflix and Carlos, fantastic in it. So yeah, again, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mike. It was really great to talk. Yeah, a pleasure.